used to want it and get these with my dad and so get it. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Do you think you could do your job stone? This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, is in your a dimly lit room deep with where? In the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, on this historic day, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Two big men with an even bigger mission. Peace in our time. Our general managers again. Donald J. Trump, Kim Jong-un. I hadn't even thought of that. They do have that in common. They're both big fat guys. Right. I wonder if they discuss that at all. Hey, how your knees? Well, I'm only 30, so my knees are okay, but what's it going to be like on a mirage? Oh, not good, not good. I notice you never button your jacket. Yeah, that's a trick, because it gaps up if you're big and fat. Hey, that whole communist uniform, do you find that comfort comfortable when you're a big fat guy? Oh, yeah, you should go with the communist uniform. It's great if you're a fat guy. Like a jumpsuit. And you might say, hey, I'm telling you, the western suit, perfect for the fat guy. Nobody can even tell you're fat. Let me send you a couple of them. I got a guy in New York. You'll cut him for you. I got up extra early because my son gets up in the middle of the night. But it gave me the opportunity to watch some of this stuff unfold live. And it was, man, seriously, you're watching history. History happened before your eyes. Unbelievable. Some of the pictures out of that are just like that you can't believe they're real neville chamberlain was history jack what's what's your point Mm. with that what's your point with that got him there didn't i was that Um, a building (laughs) it's just it's just it's just amazing you think about everything you've heard about the leader of north korea your entire life and there they are standing smiling shaking hands with the president of the united states walking around the grounds of that whatever that is looking at plants and patting each other on the back <laughs> yeah. smiling gesturing in a friendly fashion it was it was wild it's a new era of peace and prosperity got so much to say about that um let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show we'll start over there with our board operator michelangelo Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hired this morning, Michael. I'm just dumbfounded. I, I keep, I'm like you, Jack. I keep watching, just glued to the TV, watching the different um, videos and pictures and stuff. It's like, is this really real? You know? Yeah, they were pointing out on Morning Joe that they had had guests on MSNBC say we're there's a 50 percent chance of a ground war with the United States and North Korea just a few months ago. Now they're standing there shaking hands, smiling. Of course, sometimes you have to get to that point to get to this point. Exactly. Which is the way the world works, the way exactly. life works. I do wonder, though, if the age difference is in a factor because of the fact that this guy is so young and Donald Trump is in the 70s. As strange as this may seem, do you think that there's some sort of mentorship going on? Or? 
Like, I'm going to show you the right way to run a country. You I, know, I don't know, Michael, you're getting really, really deep into human psychology there. It might be a thing. It could be the young stud, and I use that term loosely for the round mound of dictatorship. Uh, it could be he doesn't really feel threatened by Trump. He feels a more fatherly vibe from him. I don't know how much of the press conference y'all saw, but at one point Trump said, here's a guy 30 years old, took over this country when he was 26. How many people could do that? Trump said, there isn't one in 10,000 people that could take over a country like this and rule it. And I thought, wow, you're really, really putting on this dude yeah well and and many commentators which leads me to my next point are going crazy over those those uh, few sentences i will tell you this as you flip around the dial as you watch tv today you will notice two things you will well you'll notice one thing you're either going to get wildly critical condemning coverage of the terrible missteps and the giving far too much away with nothing in return of donald j trump or if you turn only to Fox News, you'll get fairly charitable uh, descriptions of how lovely and historic this is. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think you're going to get a little realism here. Yeah, well, I'll say exactly the same thing I said when I came in the day after the uh, Obama-Iranian thing started. I said, if, you, if you're criticizing this, you're just lying to people. You don't know what it's going to be. Right. You don't have the slightest idea. Yeah, this is an agreement to uh, see if we can work stuff out. Oh, it's too much giving away. Well, it may turn out you're right, but you don't know that. Absolutely not. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Woke up today. Not a single mushroom cloud in the sky. There hey, you go. let's go. What's, let's go, everybody. Humanity, another day. <laughs> what's not to like about that? Jaw, jaw versus war, war, as Churchill said. That's what you need. Uh, there's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you this morning? Boy, i got to tell you, watching history sure wears you out. Singapore <laughs> Summit binge-watching. <laughs> Went to bed with Trump and Kim, woke up with Trump, in between maybe got four hours of sleep. I yeah. am worn out. Yeah. It's, uh, Peace is know, tiring. It's unfortunate that they, they should do it in the central time zone. All these major yes. events should happen. Right. In Everybody wins. Yes. <laughs> None of this on your term where we got to get up in the middle of the night if we want to see it live. Right. It's just not fair. Um, we were talking yesterday about all the news outlets that have people there in Singapore. So you can say you're in Singapore, I guess. Yeah. Because I watch a lot of these people, and you could have done exactly the same show from your normal mm-hmm. New York studio. It wouldn't have made any difference, but you yeah. like to have Singapore as the backdrop. As long as you had a camera feed and you know mm-hmm. maybe some reporter on the ground, but... You lots, don't need the anchor there. Lots to talk about with this, and I assume a, a lot of you didn't stay up all night long and watch it, so we'll play you some clips. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Tuesday, June the 12th, the year 2018? We're setting you straight in 21 8 We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin now officially according to FCC rules and regulations, disarming you from your ignorance at Mark. Very nice. Getting a good picture, everybody, so we look nice and... Handsome, thin, beautiful. Perfect. There you go. The president <laughs> saying the photographers, are you getting good pictures of us? We all look handsome, nice and thin. <laughs> and wow. there's there's video accompaniment to this. We'll we'll get it on the website. And as the the tweet that I first discovered this this video from put so succinctly, it is like a shot for shot remake from a scene from The Office because it's Trump saying it. It zooms on him. The interpreter then relays what Trump is saying to Kim as the camera goes to Kim, and Kim just kind of like deadpan looks at the the camera. 
and then looks away, like almost like a comedic <laughs> timing thing. It's, wow. it's very strange. I have, I'll show it to you guys during the break. Wow, yeah. That's well, let's, uh, let's put up a link so the listeners yes. can see it. <laughs> I want to see that. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Kim and Trump in the Singapore summit, and you know you really can't get too much of Dennis Rodman. We have the full cable news meltdown awesome. coming up minutes from now. So you're saying Kim looks at the camera with like a, are you, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Did he just make a fat comment? Did he mention thin? That's what it, that's how I read it. Just squints a little bit, looks around. Huh? That's fantastic. Uh, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy, Jack. Yeah. God, the first question it covers from road signs to suicide. It's a little difficult to describe. Go on, sorry. The first question out of the gate at the press conference. I thought, ooh, did y'all ask Obama these kind of questions right off, right out of the gate about Iran? Maybe you did. I don't remember it. Was that before or after he got the Nobel Peace Prize for seeming nice? <laughs> the hell? So, uh, more on that later. Let's uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, so Bill Clinton said on PBS, I think norms have changed for what you can do to somebody against their will. I'm sorry, what's he referring to? Well, just in general, oh, that's a weird oh, statement. Oh, oh but, I uh, see. We're back to the... I'm, I'm, I got Kim Jong-un on the brain. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that later. So Bill Clinton's still doing the press tour for his book, but everywhere he goes, including NPR, mm. PBS, they ask him about sexual harassment, whether right. he wants to talk about his mystery book or not. Norms have changed for what you can do to somebody against their will is not going down well as a statement. What? As it wow. says in this headline, he needs to stop doing interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice job, Bill. And, of course, we've got the whole North Korea summit thingy with uh, Trump and Kim and all that. Listen, before we get into the old MB, I've got to know, because we didn't discuss this during the uh, during the show introduction, the first segment. Positive Sean, are you satisfied with my rockin' Rockin' short suit. I could not be more delighted. It's full on with the the dress shoes, the hard soles. Got some shiny shoes on with the the socks all the way up the calves. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. You even oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah a, I'm rocking a tie. That's a nice timepiece you got on too, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing a uh, a catalog pose. I <laughs> That is very much a catalog pose and it is Please, I, we're getting video of this to post on the website, but make sure you get the knee section. He's showing some leg there, and that's that's really good stuff. Pretty hot. Let me assume the uh, catalog posing. I find it pretty ridiculous <laughs> as a look, but uh, maybe it'll catch on. All right, get out of here. I got to show it. <laughs> the suit with shorts, which Joe has to wear two days because he that's lost right. the belt. You know, it's really only practical in these hot summer months. <laughs> it's it's fun to wear shorts to work. I like it. <laughs> Wearing a suit, not so much. Uh, uh, but wait till you see what I got ready for tomorrow. Oh, fantastic. If you like today's short <laughs> suit. Wow. You have more I'm not than... rocking this thing two days in a row. No way. I you wouldn't have, do that. You have more than one look. Yeah, I'm like uh, LeBron himself or, or Prince or, you know, one of your real styling celebrities. It's I'm not thong shorts, is it? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, uh, shorts like the Hooters waitresses wear. That's what you need. Oh, Lord. Oh, nobody needs that. Mailbag. Come on. Oh, now. 
It's funny, as I was driving into work today, listening to all sorts of commentary on the Trump-Un Summit, or Trump-Kim Summit, the dichotomy of the, uh, the, uh, the descriptions, the criticism, was just amazing. How it was an, an idiot man making stupid agreements and caught out and unprepared. And, or the praise, or the occasional... Reasonable commentator talking about, you know, we're in the very early stages of what could be a wonderful thing, but time will tell. Which Um, is so clearly the case. And as part of the criticism, I heard Trump, and this was honest again, it's true, about three minutes apart, uh, criticized bitterly, bitterly, for making the same mistakes presidents have made before. And then on the same channel, bitterly criticized for... Sticking his neck out and giving away too much and really not knowing, or departing way too much from the uh, the norms of diplomacy. And it's funny that uh, Ben the Libertarian sent around this quote by Anthony Bourdain, the uh, the cook, the host, the traveler, who recently uh, decided he'd had enough of uh, life. But he said, without experimentation, a willingness to ask questions and try new things, we shall surely become static, repetitive, and moribund. Yeah, I saw some of the uh, critiques from people talking about what 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 you should do. What normally happens is this, and I I just kept screaming at my TV in my mind. Um, none of that stuff has gotten us anywhere. Why do you lay that out? Like, why do you? <laughs> why would I let? So this is my plan. I'm going to eat a lot and not exercise. You ended up fat <laughs> so, over and what, over again. But what you're supposed to do That's is the traditional approach: eat a lot and not exercise. But everybody who does that ends up fat. So what's the point of trying that again? I mean, it just, well, it just it seems really odd. to exercise and eat less really violates the post WWW2 world order. Yeah, I think it's uh, the post WWW2 world order needs a good shakeup. Uh, your Latin love and f- uh, quote of the day, spectum or agendo, Latin for let us be judged by our acts. Mm. Huh? Huh? Yeah, that's a fair, fair assessment, huh? huh? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. We, uh, 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 we're judged by our actions. We judge ourselves by our intentions. That yeah. just tends to be the way humans operate. Was it W or was it Obama who said we tend to judge uh, our opponents by the worst uh, examples of them and ourselves was, by the best of our intentions? I think that was W. Could be. Uh, seal bark Sean, uh, or Sean, whatever. <laughs> this is an odd note. I believe that's referring to me. From Lenore, uh, just a shout out to my fellow 81er. Hey, I could not be any more different from my bro, Sean LaFondon. The LaFondon is silent. <laughs> I've been married for 16 years, have four kids, am an artist. Oh, yes, and I'm a lady. Uh, but I find myself constantly mirroring the muffled seal bark laughter that is Sean. Every time he laughs at you two ridiculous buffoons, I find I'm doing the same. Then she has an incredibly long sign-off that translates as, Keep reliving the sweet gangsta days at Dem's old school concerts. Ice, ice, baby. Too cold, too cold. Fag for three years and loving it, Lenore. Mm. Friend of Armstrong and Getty. Three years, so a newer listener. New, yeah. That. Welcome, Lenore. You're kooky. I love uh, the, you. I like uh, you. The millennial sect. Right. A new, younger <clears throat> millennial sect listener to AM Talk Radio. Ah, come on. Come on. We're so young and hip. Yeah, I don't like wearing a tie. I, am not, I don't like anything touching my neck. I, I feel am, like I'm being choked. I am not, by most definitions, young. <laughs> and I am definitely, by any definition, not hip. <laughs> so I don't know what you're saying. Uh, if I were see. president of the United States, I'd be considered young. Here's a post-career radio possibility. CJ in Bend, Oregon. You know, my son is moving to Bend, Oregon today. 
Fantastic. He and his friends uh, have the U-Haul loaded up and the car uh, on the trailer behind. He's all nervous about, you know, the logistics and but he, you know, we we talked about it. Everything, if you see, try to take in everything. It seems really intimidating and hard. If you just tick things off a list, you'll get there. But anyway, so he's uh, heading there to move into Bend. Awesome, beautiful Bend. I love Bend. I could end up living there myself someday. That's where my son and I took in the total eclipse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, love Bend. Hey, fellas, it occurs to me that Joe in a short suit would make a top-flight ventriloquist dummy. A bow tie and knee socks could only enhance the look. Perhaps lose the beard. Love the show. Just kidding around. That's right, CJ. I can take kidding around. You do look like you look like you're dressed as a child. That's what I see when I see that outfit. Right. I'm a I'm a little lad going off to a church. Maybe yeah. it's my uh, my christening or or my big sister's getting married or something like that. Uh, yeah. Or your father, the prince, and his wife have uh, taken you out for photos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I kind of have that look. <laughs> I wish I had a Gibson SG to walk around with, look like Angus Young from ACDC. <clears throat> Let's see, thought you guys might like this. I saw this on the Evil Evil Facebook. Finally, people learning the full name of that uh, social media platform, Evil Evil Facebook. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is Adam from the fake state of Hawaii who sent this along. This is uh, Tim Lawyer inspired. Uh, it's, a, it's a cartoon. Licensing. When government takes away your right to do something and sells it back to you. And they have uh, a guy with a red balloon, and uh, the government has a gun, and it takes his balloon away from him, and the man has to hand the government money to get his balloon back. That is modern government. Mm. They have confiscated our rights and are selling them back to us. Now, uh, our sign theme, I found this uh, kind of amusing. It's uh, Carol from beautiful Carlsbad, California. Love Carlsbad. This sign is here in Carlsbad. The traffic calming ahead sign is misleading as it's right before three of those irritating traffic roundabouts in my neighborhood. Talk about a nanny state. Where's my crying closet? And indeed, the sign says traffic calming ahead. Traffic calming? What the hell does that? What? Who, who, who came up with that term? Well, I've heard that term. They use it to redesign neighborhoods and make this one way and then put in a traffic circle and all. It's like a, it's a civic planning buzzword. Oh, but oh. the fact that you'd put it on a sign, okay, what do I do now as a driver? Traffic calming ahead. So if I'm like irritated or agitated, I calm down or, or go ahead and get more agitated because they're calming ahead. You put traffic signs are to tell you things you need to know. A lot of modern traffic planning is to slow down cars to make you get on your bike. I know that for a fact. Not going to happen, I've, I've bitches. read the articles. Not going to happen. And then I like this. We spent the day with our baby at a great little neighborhood park in Albany, California, right next to Berserkly. Place was idyllic and conspicuously absent of urban campers and beggars that lately infest our local public parks. Park teemed with young families of every nationality, a true American melting pot of families valuing family. Amidst this little wonderland, the city decided there needed to play, be a sign saying, quote, Albany stands united against hate. Great. Super. No toddler or parent seemed to exhibit hate, so I wasn't sure what to do with this pertinent guidance. Perhaps the hate was there the week before, and collectively the residents of the great progressive town expelled it before my son plopped his bottom into their very nice sandbox. Signal your virtue. Signal your virtue. I'm good. I'm a good person. Look at me. I'm good. Guitar player for ACDC uh, came up with the, sh- the the sh- suits wearing a short before LeBron did. Oh, yeah. Credit words, too, huh? This album's an 81-er. 
from 1981. Oh, that's a good point. This album also laughs at the same things I do. <laughs> so we got to get into the uh, Truck Kim Summit. Marshall's got his news on the way, man. I watched a lot of it last night. Very, very interesting stuff. I hate to be harsh, but Positive Sean, you are not a fast machine, and you do not keep your motor clean. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The whole press conference with uh, Trump and Kim was like 45 minutes long, right? And um, it's really interesting stuff. I saw probably two-thirds of it, which it's worth watching in real time if you get the chance. It gives you a different flavor yeah. than you'll get from clips throughout the day. But I didn't see this part, which is the, which is just amazing. President Trump touted North Korea's great beaches and suggested that Kim Jong-un should tap into his country's spectacular coastline to oh, boost yeah. its economy. They have great beaches. You see that whenever they're exploding their cannons into the ocean, Trump <laughs> said during the press conference. <laughs> I was watching and I said, boy, look at that view. Wouldn't that make a great condo? Instead of doing that, you could have the best hotels in the world right there. Think of it from a real estate pers- perspective. You have South Korea, you have China, and you own the land right in the middle. How great is that? Yeah. I thought of that yeah. when I watched them exploding <laughs> their cannons. Look at those beaches. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. This is so crazy. Where does it end? He's right, though. He's absolutely right about that. Oh, yeah, he's absolutely right. But, you know, the idea that dictatorships are motivated by bringing prosperity and happiness to their people is just not true. It's just not. On the other hand, we don't know if Fathead is cut from a different cloth than his uh, papa and grandpapa. And we don't know what China said to him. So many unknowns. Yeah, it's oh, a lot yeah. of cloth. Oh, yeah. Well, he gets it all. It's hard to judge the intentions of people you don't know, but he looked like a guy to me, just trying to, you know, nonverbal. He looked like a guy that's turned the corner. Maybe he's a really good liar. He looked, yeah. just looked like a guy who's turned the corner. That's like, he looks like he's happy to be free of that whole thing. I don't know. We'll see. It's entirely possible. You just don't know. He's, Trump's, uh, well, I'm, I don't mean to steal Marshall's thunder. There was one major announcement that bothered me um the public part of it but we don't know what went on behind the scenes but man he's young you're 30 years old you have a, you you're all for breaking with the past when you're that age you get older you, you get less that way yeah <laughs> turning the corner very ironic for a man who is only round are these fat shots helping hey, or hurting us they're not helping a bit <laughs> okay i'll stop then the un has asked you to stop he is fat, too. And he is a fat little <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah, he's a big old boy. You know, and he's got his commie suit, especially tailored to minimize his girth. You know he does. Uh, there's there's a reason he wears black, right? And so, I mean, <laughs> if you were to throw on, you know, like a, uh, a sport shirt or something, you'd see that hanging way away from his crotch. I think he should wear horizontal stripes and just look like a ball. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump heading home after his historic nuclear summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Trump getting on board Air Force One today after a lengthy news conference. The two men signed a joint declaration, Trump expressing confidence that it will lead to full denuclearization. During the signing ceremony, Trump said, We both want to do something. We both are going to do something. And we have developed a, a very special bond. So... Uh, people are going to be very impressed, people are going to be very happy, and we're going to take care of a very big and very dangerous problem for the world. For his part, Kim was speaking through an interpreter. Today, uh, 
we had a historic meeting and decided to leave the past behind and we are about to sign a historic document. The world will see a major change. And for the first time, I think a lot of Americans heard uh, Kim's voice. Yeah. Lower than I thought. It's something, though, to look at that guy smiling and shaking hands with the president and and thinking, that's the guy that has ordered the machine gunning of relatives. Sure. Well, he was at least aware of the torture and and death of one of our uh, young lads out of warm beer as well. Yeah, he is the head of a indefensibly evil regime. And, And you can't forget that. On the other hand, he has something we want. We have something he wants. We're going to see if we can get together. Did you guys catch any of the coverage of him actually arriving in China and like the, the crowds of people? In and Singapore? Just, or? Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, in Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, just the crowds of people in there, like the cheer and just almost the kind of pop star-ish yeah. Yeah. welcome well, that he yeah. got. And then him walking around yesterday and taking pictures with people and stuff, smiling, yeah. taking selfies. It was... It's so weird. So uh, there's one big fat criticism you're going to hear over and over again today, and I kind of want to dismantle that in advance, maybe next segment, um, about meeting with Un at all, the owner, KJ. During Does the- he have a nickname yet? Other than Fathead, Little I'm, Rocket Man, KJ. Willing, I like KJ. I'm willing to label anybody who criticizes the meeting as a bad American because you have no idea what's going to happen. You're just hoping for it to fail because you don't like right. Trump. That's all there is to it because you don't have any idea at this point how it's going to turn out. Or you're a cable news shouter and you're paid to show up and uh, and make strong pronouncements. I'd rather make 20 bucks the hard way down at the uh, the bus station, frankly, than be that. In that I outfit? Mean, at least I'd have some. In that outfit, you could. I'm telling you, there's, oh, a, lot of, there's a lot of businessmen who'd be loving you from dusk till dawn. Oh, oh, boy, that that's, outfit. that's troubling. During his, during his $25. <laughs> during his presser, Trump said that existing sanctions will remain in effect for now, but he vowed to hold off on any more war games with South Korea. Yeah, we that's will be a, stopping oh. the war games which will save us a tremendous amount of money unless and until we see that the future negotiation is not going along like it should. Yeah, a lot of criticism of uh, Trump thus far for not getting anything in return for that. But how can you how can you even make those words come out of your mouth? He just said, unless it's not going the way we want it. No, you can't give out something in advance. You need to get compliance, then you give the gift. Right. When asked by reporters about a possible second summit, Trump said that while one has yet to be set up, there probably will need to be another summit or meeting. And when asked if he's opening open rather to visiting North Korea, Trump said, That will be a day that I look very much forward to at the appropriate time. And I also will be inviting... Chairman Kim at the appropriate time to the White House. There How amazing go. is that? The guy might be walking the halls yes. of the White House. That's very premature, Jack. That elevates the leader. It Shut legitimizes up. Everybody him. who it's says it's that it's sort it's of thing. Come, I want you to come over here and punch me in the face, <laughs> symbolically. Everybody that would make me happy. <laughs> everybody who says that sort of thing just needs to shut up. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things I want to address next segment. Also in Singapore, former NBA star Dennis Rodman, who visited yes. North Korea a number of times, Right in the middle of an interview with CNN, he started crying by while talking about all the heat he got in the past for saying nice things about Kim Jong-un. Amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. When I said those things, when I said those damn things, when I went back home, I got so many death threats. I got so many death threats. I was sitting there protecting everything. And I believe in North Korea. 
And when I went home, I couldn't even go home. I couldn't even go home. I had to hide out for 30 days. I couldn't even go home. But I kept my head up high, brother. I knew things were going to change. I knew it. I, I was the only one. I never had no one to hear me. I didn't know one had to see me. But I took those bullets. I took all that. I took everything. Everyone came at me. And I'm still standing. And today is a great day for everybody. Singapore, Tokyo, China, everything. It's a great day. It is a great I'm day. Here to this see is it. a historic day. I'm so happy. You were. Which you is know. why I'm happy to tell you about Potcoin. <laughs> wow, you guys going with mockery. I found that an incredibly moving uh, moment. And he's right. You know, oh, when, he doesn't sound like a crazy person at all. When, when history looks back, they will strip away some of the more amusing aspect of his personality and just say he made incredible progress in opening dialogue between the United States and North Korea. Of course, by far the most likely outcome of this is Kim just moves his weapons program uh, forward and we get duped again. But if that doesn't happen, Dennis Rodman will be hailed as a hero. I will stand by those words. I think Dennis Rodman and Corey Feldman need to get together and hang out. I just think that's what needs to happen. Wow, wow, again, mockery. You know, it's no accident that I am wearing a suit and you're wearing some silly T-shirt. A Hogwarts (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. I'm Strong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I found donning this suit and tie has made me... See the world through more serious eyes. <laughs> so generally when you wear a suit, I get the feeling that people take me more seriously. Oh yeah, no doubt. Do you get that same feeling with the short suit or an inverse reaction? It's a little early to tell. I'm not feeling great about it. <laughs> a man with bare knees analyzes the Trump-Kim conference coming up in a moment. Poor Dennis Rodman. Poor guy. Yeah, listen, listen. Yeah. Sitting there in his pot coin t-shirt blubbering on <laughs> CNN That's in Singapore. You know and, and yet, <laughs> history will hail him, hail you, Dennis, if you're listening, as a hero. Do you know how hard it is to blow your nose with that many piercings? <laughs> oh, Man, and if, if, you're, if you're leaving death threats for Dennis Rodman, you really need to take a long look at your life, too. Wow. Yeah, no joke. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah, lots to talk about today. More clips from the uh, the conference, including the first question about Otto Wambier. Wow. I don't know about the question. I don't know about the answer. We'll play the whole thing for you in a little bit. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We both want to do something. We both are going to do something. And we have developed a, a very special bond. So uh, people are going to be very impressed. People are going to be very happy. And we're going to take care of a very big and very dangerous problem for the world. Nobody really knew what was going on, right? Because they didn't have a... It's not the way diplomacy has been done in the past, where there's like a schedule 
laid out a year in advance that is be, that is kept to by the second, and everybody's afraid if it goes off track, oh, my God, the world will end. Right. They just kind of, they were winging it all day long. Mm-hmm. And at some point, Trump and him walk out. I was watching like 8 o'clock last night. Trump walked out, and he walked by some announcers, and they said, how's it going? And he said, we've come to an agreement. We're going to be signing it here in a little bit. And everybody's like, you're going to sign an agreement? What kind of, what, who, who's signing what? An agreement mm. to what? Right. And they just walked off and looked mm. at some flowers and walked around. And then I was watching on MSNBC, Chris Matthews said, I don't know. It looks like they might be standing outside the restroom and they're about, both about to go use the bathroom. I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> I mean, it was all, it was all play by play trying to wow. figure out what they were doing. That's great. As they just wandered around these grounds because they'd go over to a door <laughs> and then they'd stand there for a while and they'd look at each other and then they would just Walk off again, and then I guess go that's a gym in there. You want to work out? <laughs> no, do you? No. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it was. It was that's really hilarious. entertaining. And then they they came. They then they had the agreement. They sat down. They signed it. Nobody had any idea what it was at the time. And then they finally put out the. It's a four point vague agreement. Of, yeah, I have the entire text in my hand. I could read it to you in about three minutes. But and, and we'll we'll read you the highlights in a couple of minutes. Usually these uh, summits, your your staff gets eighty eight percent of the way to an agreement. Then the two uh, big guys sit down. They hash out the final tiny bit, and then y'all uh, say hey la hey la, and you sign the agreement. And and the leaders are hailed as great negotiators, even though they had very little to do. This is backward, which is kind of interesting and exciting. I think the two of them just got together to see if there's something to talk about. I think a lot of that other stuff is stupid. I mean, I heard diplomats talking about how in the past we'd do, Reagan would, we would, we, he would know that he would walk down here 15 steps. He would then turn to the right and wave while Gorbachev right. would turn to the left and wave. All that stuff just seems stupid to me. Yeah, it does seem very pre-modern. But so anyway, the, the great criticism I'm hearing over and over again this morning, and I've heard it for quite a while, and this this is straight out of, you know, what I studied at school and what I really love reading about now. The the idea that several previous presidents could have meeten with, uh, could have met with, with Kim, but they chose not to. because Trump has achieved nothing by meeting with Kim. That's what Kim wants. That's the first big concession, because it gives him legitimacy. It elevates him on the world stage. And I've been hearing that sort of junk since I was uh, uh, actually wearing shorts to school. I'm wearing a short suit today. I lost a bet. Anyway, um... <laughs> But the idea that it elevates him, it legitimizes him on the world stage, is just old-timey thinking. Who cares? In the blink of an eye around the globe, instantaneous communication world, it's just different. And listen, the idea that this gives this dictator legitimacy, the the word legitimacy in in political science, it means several different things, but it means the right to govern. And one way you get legitimacy, quote-unquote, is your people are so terrified they don't dare take you uh, uh, down. They don't dare oppose you. That's legitimacy. Legitimacy through fear. Dude has plenty of legitimacy. He's three generations in and not any threat to his power, at least not significant that we can tell. He's also one of seven nuclear powers on Earth, which is quite a bit of legitimacy. Exactly. He has nukes. And this this actually this is a bit of a tangent, but this gets to how hard a nut this is going to be to crack. The only reason he's sitting across from the American president and having these talks and working toward this agreement is because he has nukes. Of course. 
If he all he had was his artillery lined up along the South Korea border, we would just threaten him and say, go to hell, a fat boy. Um, but as it is, we got the president sitting down with him because he has nukes. So the idea that he's going to give up those nukes, the only reason they have the status and the power that they do, that's a stretch, man. That's a tough one. But listen, back to the whole legitimacy thing, you've elevated him. Donald J. Trump, for all his flaws and who knows how this agreement is going to work out, said, look, we're going to get together. We're going to see if there's a basis to move forward. We're going to get to know each other a little bit. If this goes south, all bets are off. The 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 fire and fury is back. The sanctions are back. He said we're going to hold off on these military exercises unless things don't go the right way. So, yeah, he quote-unquote elevated Un by meeting with him, but he can put him right down in the ash heap of history pretty quickly, too. The only problem being, and there's many tangents here, Loosening up the economic sanctions, and there are already signs that China is loosening it up and Trump doing more business. Trump referenced that in the press conference. He said, I'd like to thank China for uh, closing out that border, although it's gotten a little loose in recent days, but that's okay. Yeah. And he threw that out well, there. Way to go, Don. Yeah. Anyway, um, every bit of slack you cut the Kim regime, every bit of cash you infuse them with, Right now, they appear to be a bit uh, on their knees, coughing and choking with tears coming out of their eyes, needing help. That's why they're at the bargaining table. And I'm really worried that if you loosen that leash at all, it'll strengthen them enough that they don't need anything from us again for another decade, which is plenty. Is there an example in world history of an evil, murderous dictator softening and hanging on to power? I can't think of one. Well, uh, how, how Gaddafi you... did for a little while in Libya, then he wrote a bayonet down the street. Well, right. There's I mean, your all example. the examples where it was tried are examples that ought to terrify Fat Boy. You got millions of people who would love to tear him limb from limb, literally, because he has tortured them right. and their families, yeah, their entire lives. Right. So it's hard to it's hard to you know just all of a sudden say you know what that's. And that's the past. Let's, 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 let's leave the past the past. Yeah. We were talking with Mike Lyons about this yesterday, if you missed it. The transition from the uh, Kim Dynasty sort of dictatorship to a more benign, a little more free, a little more private enterprise-y, like Chinese system. It sounds good on paper, but man, that's really, really hard to do. So Maybe the, impossible. So the first questions, I believe, from NBC at the press conference, how do you feel about the questions in that setting, and how do you feel about Trump's answer? We'll play that for you coming up. It's pretty damned interesting. And highlights from the actual agreement. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 